What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. I don't know if I wanna call it today's money. What do you wanna call it? Just videos on our YouTube channel. We just do a, we just make videos. Do we need a name of a show? Why do we need to name a show? We don't have a theme. We're gonna talk about everything. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the channel. This is the YouTube. This is Yeah, but we don't want to say channel because it's going on the podcast. Then I'm just too. gonna say welcome back. Wherever you're hearing me, wherever I'm penetrating your earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. It's our first video together, right? In the new setup in the new house. This is yes. exciting. So we've got a really interesting video topic today. I'm going to start us off with a question. I'm going to share a quote just to kind of get everybody's brains turned in a little bit, and then we'll go into the note that you've taken on the book that we've both read. So the book we're going to talk about today is Atomic Habits by James Clear. But before we get into that, before we get into my question, we got to give love to Autonomous. It's easy for us to have a sponsor that we actually use. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like everybody thinks that you can build an audience and then just get anything to sponsor you, but we actually have now three of their desks in our <laughs> house. This is one. There's my trading desk over there, and Riley has hers. Like, no joke. Love the desk. So you just got yours recently. Yep. How do you like it? I just figured out how to program it uh, a couple days ago. Well, that's your fault for not reading the instructions. Yeah, but it's incredible. It right. makes life so much easier. And I, like I said in the video with Matt, I held out way too long. So for everybody that's watching... Autonomous has hooked us up. There's a discount code and a link specifically for you guys down in the description of this video or in the description of this podcast, wherever you're listening. So we'll make sure you guys can grab that. It's really worth the money. You've made bigger mistakes, uh, worth way more than $379 or whatever the desk. I don't, and then with my discount, it's going to be even cheaper than that. So, and if you get the longer one, you can even hang a hammock under it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so to start us off, I want you to try, I know it's a tough question, but try to define intelligence. Oh boy. Are we going to talk about emotional intelligence or general? Just general intelligence. How would you define it if asked? I think that first and foremost, it's an open mind because if you're closed minded, I feel like you're not open to new information. And if you're not open to new information, then how could you be intelligent? But I think that there's different kinds of intelligence, like there's emotional intelligence, which I think a lot of people lack, but then there's like intelligence within certain subjects. So go that route for me with the intelligence within subjects. How would you define it? Um, well, there's definitely emotional intelligence. There's, um, intellectual, um, which I would say is more of like your book smarts. And then I do think there's some sort of intelligence to say about like street smarts. You're giving different types of intelligence, but you're not giving me the answer to what is intelligence. So let me give it to you. It is an understanding of what is. That's what intelligence is. You think in, so? In, in every sense that you described it. I did just give a bunch of Right. Labels. So think about, but before we go into my quote, think about it. So if an intelligence is a, if intelligence is an understanding of what actually is in this physical universe, mm-hmm. talk about emotional intelligence. That would be an understanding of what goes into being emotionally intelligent. Body language, communication, how you read people, what you, you know, think about other people to actually care about their interests. That's the emotional intelligence trying to make everybody happy. You know what I mean? Those are things that go into it, and that's the understanding of what is emotional intelligence would be knowing all of those things. The same way where knowing what is in like a physical sense would be um, 
rules for building a building. You would have an understanding and intelligence of building a building and designing a building if you knew exactly the steps that go into that. So to follow the thought process, if intelligence is an understanding of what is, right, how would you then define imagination in simple terms? If intelligence is an understanding of what is, imagination would be what could be. Well, if intelligence is described as understanding what is, is that really describing intelligence or are we just describing life? Um, more intelligence than just life. Just like an understanding of what is. Facts. Hard objective facts. Keep your brain there for now, right? That's what is. That's the intelligence of like, I understand how to do this. Physicists understand the laws of physics, right? They are intelligent in that field. So you're talking about factual intelligence. Objective facts in not, this physical not universe. Like just wisdom. No, no. Wisdom is totally different. So that's really good because <laughs> that was the second question is what is wisdom then, right? See, because I associate wisdom with intelligence. I feel like if... I think wisdom is just added experience. It's all of intelligence plus experience equals wisdom if that was the equation. But before we go into the wisdom, <laughs> just let me finish this one. So if intelligence is what is and imagination is what could be, then creativity is the combination of the two. And if you visualize it that way, mm -hmm. cre being creative is an understanding of what is, the objective facts, and what could be, it puts you in like the most powerful position ever. So the reason I was thinking about it in regards to trading, of course, was that the guys on our team, girls on our team, need to actually think about their creative approach towards trading, combining their intelligence with their imagination to give them that creative uniqueness. You've heard me say it on the calls when I have one-on-ones with people and I tell, I say to them, you, you have this uniqueness of even within our system that you're going to apply the system to where they read it a little bit differently or they look for certain levels that I don't look for, whatever it is, that uniqueness, that's creativity. It's that's like their in, creative edge. But you need intelligence first, right? You have to get experience. Mm -hmm. You don't need, I don't think you necessarily need to reach wisdom right away to become successful in trading and make some money. I think you just need intelligence and imagination. You need to be those two together, which is creativity. Interesting, right? Yeah. Because when you first said that, I thought about us naturally and how our brain works. Because I'm like, oh, well, you're more of like the data intelligence. And I feel like I'm more of the imagination intelligence. So together it works to build a good business too, huh? Yeah, that too. <laughs> but back to trading. Right. Um, no, it's definitely important to always keep your eyes open and have um, an open mind, which we said was important to the creative side because yeah. the market's always changing and absolutely that kind of goes in with but adaptability. I, like I, I know what you meant when you were saying that you need to be open-minded because yeah. I think if you're closed-minded, you'll miss new facts. When new things come to light, you would right. be thinking that the old things are true and we know how many times that's led people wrong. And part of intelligence is also the understanding of knowing what isn't, like knowing what you don't know. Right. But being open-minded to all of that. So kind of tying this into the book, Again, everybody, the book is Atomic Habits yep, by, by James Clear. Yep. It's linked down below to our, to our Amazon store, so you can grab it right there, paperback, hardback, whatever you want. The quote that stands out to me the most that I always share with traders, and I haven't even looked at my notes, I just, do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> I don't know which one you're going to say. Do you have a guess? I don't know. We don't rise oh, yep. <laughs> to the levels of our goals, we fall to the levels of our systems. Yeah. So for us, in trading, that's so applicable because if you have no system, you could have the biggest goals in the world, but you will only reach the success that that system brings. 
And then you can take that forward and apply it into so many different areas of your life too. You know what I mean? Everybody likes to set lofty goals, but nobody likes to put the actual system or the plan in place to get to that goal. And then actually tweaking the plan, being open-minded along that route, then can actually get you there potentially sooner, right? So it takes a lot to actually get to that point, but I think that that quote is a really good way to encapsulate it. My favorite quote from the book was going along with that thought, but just saying it in a different way. To write a great book, you must first become the book. And I feel like associating that with traders, it's like to become a good trader, like you actually have to be a trader. I feel like so many traders just look for the holy grail and let me find the secret. Like, let me just find that one day where I'm just going to get rich that overnight. That one indicator. Yeah, that, that one thing. And if I just combine this, this, and this, it's going to be great for me. But it's like, no, like you need to become the trader first. Like you need to make mistakes. You need to get your feet wet. Like you need to go into the waters and actually figure it out. So tell me about these four laws. That's what he calls them, right? Yeah. Remind remind me, refresh it. So for everybody that has not read the book, this will be like a good teaser for them. And then for those who have read the book, like I have and just don't remember them exactly, (laughs) it'll be a good refresher for us. When you read a lot of books, it's hard to remember things. Yep. Um, So the essence of this book is why humans have such a hard time creating habits and not only creating them, but then sticking with them. Um, So the first law in his um, overall, I guess you could say, synopsis of how he thinks that humans can master themselves with making small changes is um, the first law, make it obvious. So all within this um, is kind of bringing attention to awareness, um, which I like your answer back to the intelligence thing of understanding like what is, because that's kind of what awareness is. It's being able to take your mind and focus on something whether it be the charts, whether it be a specific asset within the charts, like you need to thought, right. Even the thought itself of you sitting there at the charts and where your mental state is. It's like, you need to make everything around you obvious and aware, like just open that awareness. That way you can start to see, Oh, I want to make a little change here, or this could be tweaked a little bit better. So what does he say? Is there anything in that law about like actually starting Yeah. So his first thing would be habit stacking, which is kind of literally like a sandwich. So if you think of like, oh, what's a good part of the sandwich that you like? Are you thinking about that sandwich I made yesterday? (laughs) Okay. So we'll go with the roast beef. So if the roast beef is something good, so what's um, something you already are doing in your life that you think is a positive thing? Maybe it's making your bed in the morning and um, a habit you want to implement is washing your face in the morning. So you would habit stack that. So say that I really enjoy making my bed. So that's kind of like the good part. Like, okay, that's the meat of the sandwich. And then you put the thing that you really don't want to do, but it's the new thing you're trying to incorporate. And maybe that's like the mayonnaise or something kind of nasty on the sandwich that you eat anyway. Yeah, that gross stuff. You do that and then you top it off with something else that you like doing. So maybe you enjoy brushing your teeth. So then after you wash your face, you'll brush your teeth and it's habit stacking. That way it doesn't seem like such a dreadful experience because when you put something dreadful that you already struggle with doing or maybe don't want to do on top of another thing that you just don't want to do, then you're just going to associate the whole activity with being negative and it's not going to program your brain to actually want to continue to do that thing. You trick yourself. Pretty much. Dumb (laughs) human sack of meat. Literally, I wrote down here, I guess on page 96 and 97, he has a habit cheat sheet. So yeah, we trick ourselves. What's law number two? 
make it attractive. So this is all about um, temptation bundling. So like the thing you want to do versus the thing that you need to do. Uh, kind of in with the with the sandwiching. Um, so I'm trying to like think of a good example for this one. Um, making it attractive. Uh, another a way he kind of describes it is like the herd mentality. How sometimes people join in on groups just because it's attractive to be a part of the group. Can you give an example of that? Um, any group. What are group- runners? Yeah. That was the first thing that I, like, <laughs> people try to join a running group just because they think it's I like I thought a of cool- dumb Facebook groups. That too. But like, I feel like the Facebook groups is a great example because you can create anything you want. And So what does that have to do with making it attractive? Because it's a part of a herd that seems right, more Right, because attractive. when humans, I feel like, are naturally just pulled to Got what it. seems attractive. Okay. all right. Kind of with that habit stacking. If it's two negative things on top of each other, we'll that's not it. really attractive. So how do, what's the next law? The next law is make it easy. So this is where he all talks about how people are stuck between being in motion and being in in action. What's the difference? And when people are in motion, it's when they think they're in action, but they're really doing nothing. So they're constantly reading about ways to change their life. Like Gary Vee says, stop listening to me and go do shit. Yes. Like they're all absorbing in the content, but they're not actually implementing it in their day-to-day lives. We know a lot of people like that. Stuck. Yes. So So how do you get unstuck? Uh, he said his law is make it easy. Um, so does that mean set smaller goals? You could use it as that way. Like if you have a really big goal of say, what are some big goals? People like buying a house. Sure. Uh, some smaller goals you could set up are okay. Well, what are the processes of buying a house and Got going it. down little Got by it. little to make it much more attainable? Well, think about even some of the stuff that we do when we're like planning out a new product or a new project with the business yeah you it gotta seems, break it down into it seems small like steps. a very big thing you know what i mean planning a seminar planning an online event whatever it is and if you break it down step by step and then of course now we have a team of people that help us it's yeah. not just you and me like it was last year <laughs> right but if you break it down step by step you can disseminate those tasks and that list of things down and i feel like that's where being a leader or a business owner steps in and you have to be like okay if i don't take the reins and actually prioritize and make it easy for all of us to get this done, then no one else is going to. So you can do it in your personal life, but you can also apply that to your business. You could apply that to your trading plan, right? Like if you make it too hard, like you hear me say to the people all the time, if you make it hard for you to follow the edge, that routine that you're doing every day, if it's too many questions on a checklist or too waking up too early, even if you don't make it easy for yourself, it's not going to be repeatable. And if it's not repeatable, it isn't an edge in my opinion. So that's interesting. And that does Remind me, we can plug the boot camp because I'll get this video up soon. So on August 1st, for those of you that are watching this before then, we're officially selling tickets, only 20 tickets to our first of many, hopefully. We're calling them boot camps. And basically what it is is going to be three days with Riley and I and some of the ASFX coaches where you're going to see me trade, but you're also going to get commentary from Riley and the other coaches on their perspective of the market. So it'll be a small group setting. You can ask a lot of questions. Hopefully make your money back for the ticket on the trade. Like yesterday, we caught a huge trade. I was up 5%. Lindsay was up 4%. She hasn't lost a trade since June 22nd. I know. So (laughs) listen, don't come to the boot camp for me. Come to see Lindsay because she doesn't lose trades. You know what I'm saying? She's amazing. So I'll put a link down in the description. You guys can definitely check that out if you're interested. Do you have the final law for us? I do. Um, The final law is make it satisfying. So this is all about how actually the subconscious. Easy. Sorry to cut you off. Easy. Attractive. What was the first one? The first one's obvious. Obvious, easy, attractive, and? Satisfying. Satisfying. Yes. I like that. So um, 
This is all about understanding how our brain actually communicates feelings of satisfaction. Like a reward system. Right. So the subconscious is actually what communicates your feelings to you. Um, so that feeling of, of pleasure that you that you get is actually in the subconscious. So it's kind of how in the beginning we talked about tricking yourself. Mm-hmm. It's now almost um, training yourself like with a reward system. So... Um, he talks about how we actually live in a delayed return environment, but our brains live in an immediate return environment, meaning that our brains will, as soon as the reward is whatever the reward is, like you get it, you receive it, your brain automatically stores that, but it takes a little bit for the human body to actually understand Mm. that that was a reward. So it's like, you have to be repetitive with it and it has to be something that, you know, you'll think of as a reward. Um, to satisfy yes, that be, piece, whatever yeah, you would like to yeah, call because that. Isn't that what everybody wants out of everything that they do is some sort of satisfaction. satisfaction. Yeah. Like even thirst. Why? Because you're thirsty, you know, right. it satisfies that thirst. Yeah. Um, and also he talks about the opposite of that. If needed, how, um, when something is severe, when there's a really bad consequence, your brain's also going to remember that. So you're going to kind of steer away from those things. So like if you had to go that route, he, I think an example he mentioned, I think it was in this book, like if you don't want to watch TV anymore, literally unplug the TV and like put it in a closet. That way, every time you want to watch TV, you have to go through the efforts of getting, getting it, it out of yeah. the closet and plugging Interesting. it in. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that as you were talking about that, it reminds me of the principle in trading where people will hold on to their losing trades a lot longer than they'll hold on to their winning trades just by nature of who we are as humans so it's like all these habits all these laws i should say to what would you call them laws to like change your habits laws to change your yeah that's what they are yeah that's how you he kind of uses the wording of like conscious engineering of your life got it because then he says that every day you should be making like small tweaks within your habits because no day is going to be perfect but just fine-tuning yourself more and more of, well, how can I do this more to the way that I want it to be this day or whatever? It's it's similar to trading in a lot of ways because I think like building new habits requires you to break your DNA. Like I always say with trading, how like when I'm saying we're willing to hold on to our losers more than our winners in the same sense as people trying to develop a new habit where much more likely to not do what you just said and unplug the TV or necessarily remove the distraction that we want to remove to make the habit better. So I feel like the only way to internalize the four laws and actually make it applicable to me would be to start small, right? But but apply those four ideas of making it attractive, making it easy, making it, what was the other two? Uh, Making it obvious and making it satisfying. Yeah, so if you can apply all of that into a small step, forward towards whatever goal you want to change what was something that you've wanted to change that you've maybe applied these you know laws to recently or even in the last year I was gonna say within the last year would probably be my entire morning routine I feel like how you start your day is so important Mm -hmm. um it was definitely over a year ago but something I started was journaling every morning Mm -hmm. I guess before I even get out of bed I write down three things I'm grateful for what I'm going to do to make it a great day and a little like positive affirmation of like, what has that done for you? It just gets me in a good mindset and where I'm going for the day. I feel like on days I don't journal or like if life's busy and we're trapped, like How even did those you start days that though, habit? I literally put it right next to my bed. So the opposite I made it of easy. Remove, right, yep. Right. I made it easy. Mm-hmm. I made it attractive. How does that satisfy you? 
I'm also a super nostalgic person. So just writing down every single day so you and knowing, it. yep. Mm. And knowing that I'll always have that, like, is just interesting. Mm-hmm. And because when you write your own thoughts, it's kind of like you inside of your brain, but like right there on paper, I like always being able to go back and reflect of where my mental state has gone. I know you always like to read that stuff. Yeah. She keeps in a box <laughs> of stuff that's really old, like almost as old as me. Because it's cool to see like if you're on the same page about something for a really long time or how your brain has transformed through a certain topic. Like it's really cool to see your own transformation. I I definitely understand that. I, uh, I'm just not as nostalgic too with like the physical stuff. Pictures maybe, but yeah, not the physical stuff, but this was a good video. I'm glad that we cranked this out. I think for those of you that haven't read the book, you definitely need to go to the Amazon store down in the link below and grab the book. It'll cost you 20 bucks. It's well worth the read. We both read it, marked it up. She took notes on it, as you can see. So it'll be worth your time. But other than that, I'm thinking we wrap it here for the first video. So let us know, guys. Let us know what you think. I was just going to say, I was finding one little note. Um, the last note that I wrote on this book, it says, keep your identity in check and don't blindly attach to things and let it delay your growth. That's a good quote. I don't know if that's right from the book, but that's it's right from your head. It's right, right from it. my but iPad right here. <laughs> what I was going to say was let us know in the comments down below if you enjoyed today's video, if you found any value, which of those four, we'll call them laws, which of the four laws are you going to focus on the most when applying that into the habits that you're trying to change? And let us know what you want to hear from or about in future videos. We do have all those screenshots that we need to answer those questions. So maybe the next video we do, we could film another one real quick. I feel like we could film a couple of these a day. They're fun. They're fun. (laughs) I like talking to you. It's basically just put the headphones on and just start talking. I know. (laughs) But I want to do... Real life with Austin and Rye. I think we have enough questions too from the... When we put it out on Instagram. We could do like just a QA and a next too. But let us know what you guys want to hear. We're always here for you guys. If there's any topics you want us to cover, I want to do stuff, you know, directed more towards finance, talk about Bitcoin, talk about everything like that too. So we'll be covering a lot of interesting topics for sure. Talk about DC. Yeah, I know. We got to do more research on that. I know. For next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.